Hello podcast listeners, this is your host Tanya welcoming you to my brand new podcast, Tea with Tea. This is the first episode and before I get into today's topic, which I haven't really decided yet, I want to give you guys a tiny little introduction about myself. So for those who know me, I'm Tanya. Wait, for those who don't know me, I'm Tanya. I mean, for those who know me, they already know me. See, this is this is what I'm talking about. I'm so confused. Anyways, I'm a 22-year-old young adult. Well, I had to think for a second. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Tanya. I'm 22-year-old young adult who is really, really, really confused, as you already have heard me. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it about me. I mean, the more you progress through the podcast and listen to my older ones or the newer ones, you would get an idea of how confused I am about everything, honestly. Um, okay, so let's get back to the topic that I haven't really decided yet, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and talk about what's been going on lately, what's been bothering me, what's there on my head, on my mind, whoa. So, let's go. (laughs) Something that has really been bothering me lately would definitely be changes. Adapting was never really that tough for me growing up because I would move quite a lot. I mean, not a lot, but we did move a couple of times. But it wasn't really that tough, considering that uh, towards the late teenage years, I was kind of living alone, living by myself. I wouldn't say living by myself myself, but yeah, somewhat by myself. And I'm really surprised to see that uh, the girl that I was before, that you know, when I was younger, I was really different than what I am today. I mean, obviously I've grown up, but rather than moving forward, it seems like I'm I've been moving backwards. I mean, I take two step front and three step back and that's what's really you know been a problem with me. I do self-analyze a lot. I mean, my podcasts are basically me just talking about myself and to those who listen to me, I'm quite surprised why you do why do you even listen to me blabbering? But yeah, um if you do find this relatable, I'm I'm sorry. I mean I'm yeah, we're we're both in the same sinking ship. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, so getting back to this whole idea of change and adapting. Um when you when I think about it, I mean when I moved, I did not have that many friends, but I did not have problem with not having friends either. I could just live with myself, entertain myself. I I thought my happiness was me during my sad times and during my happy times. It was just me and myself. But now when I think about it, it's just I'm bored. I'm bored of myself. Like right now. I don't think I can entertain myself and if I live alone, if I'm sitting by myself, I need to watch something, I need to do something just to keep myself entertained because I can no more entertain myself. Things that I used to do before, things that I love to do before, like 
dancing, creating scenarios, I don't know, singing, drawing, doesn't entertain me anymore, you know? I mean, I can still sit down and do, uh, I can sketch for hours and hours, but it's not the same fun. Like, before I would play music, dance to it, but now it's more like a chore, you get me? So being the overthinker that I am, I have thought about this again and again, again and again, analyzed it, and I've come to this picture. I wouldn't say conclusion or solution because honestly, I think I'm past that. There is no treatment to this anymore. I just have to accept it and move on. But I also like, when I think about it, There isn't really a solution for anything. You always really have to accept it and move on and that's the only solution to any solution out there or any problem. So imagine there is this big wall stopping you from accepting new things and adjusting to different environment. This wall is not wanting you to try something new or letting you feel comfortable in a new environment. It happens when you prefer things to stay the same because it makes you feel safe. And that's what happened to me, I guess. I mean, growing up, I was okay. I mean, I was in my growing phase. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to belong. But as I'm growing older, I'm tired. I'm tired of wanting to fit in anymore. I just want to be myself. And if it comes with the cost of being alone, I guess... I do accept it. So I usually ask myself, why exactly did you build this wall? You know, this psychological defense mechanism, this imaginary wall. Why did you build it? From what I've noticed, people usually build this wall, construct this emotional imaginary wall to protect themselves from past hurts, you know, betrayal where you've been in a situation where you trusted somebody completely and you were hurt by them. Not just romantically, but could be friendship. Family relations are really, really, really something that we kind of um, omit when it comes to betrayal and stuff like that. But honestly, family is a big part of your life and once betrayed by them you kind of lose hope on everyone else because they're the first people that you call home before you look around pick someone to call them your home so being betrayed by your first home is something that really 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 hits you or it could be something else maybe could be a you problem (laughs) I mean if you keep moving around from moving from one place to another and you don't want to get close to people too quick you don't want to get attached to someone because you know it's going to break some at some point you build this thing where or you make a bubble for yourself where you're like no I'm not going to get past this I'm not going to cross this line apart from those issues that I mentioned before there are issues like feeling threatened past hurts fear of vulnerability (laughs) I don't know why I took a pause there 
um, rejection, betrayal, emotional pain, yeah, things like these which really pushes you to build this four wall, a little tiny room for yourself and only for yourself and occasionally let people in and just hope they don't hurt you the way you've been hurt before. But it's really hard to let down your walls, honestly. It, if you do it, you're really, really strong to do something as such. So the wall serves as a barrier providing a sense of safety and control. You feel like everything that happens behind these four walls, that means inside your bubble, inside your room, you have control over it, control over things that happens, control over your emotions, control over people that you let in. Though these walls protect you from getting hurt or give you a controlled sense of independence, there are a lot of cons to it as well, I mean you must have figured. So let's, how about we list down the pros and cons of the wall. <laughs> so the number one Let's talk about pros first. Number one would be protection. As we all know, nobody likes to get hurt. So building an emotional wall as shielding individual from being potential emotional pain or hurt. Yeah, I would love that. I, I would love to stay away from people who can potentially be harmful to me. Second one would be control. As I've already told you, Building a wall can provide a sense of control over your personal emotions. It doesn't let you be vulnerable to people around you. It just creates a perceived safe space for you, for your emotions. As in a mask. The mask you put on to go outside, you know, though you're sad inside and in pain, you go out with a smiley face on your face. <laughs> Anyway, smile on your face. So, yeah, a sense of control is something that we all look for, honestly. I, personally, I cannot... I'm a control freak, I think. I think. I mean, that's what I think of myself. But at the same time, I am honestly really messy. So, yeah, I mean, I like... So, it's my space. I can do whatever I want. Why did I say it like that? Anyways, the third one would be independence. Emotional walls may foster a sense of independence as an individual we like to rely on ourselves you know rather than opening up to people because you've been hurt multiple times and or maybe you've just opened up to so many people and nobody can really help you and at this point you're like what's the point i'm really tired of opening up to people what's the point of telling them because they can't really do anything for me i mean they say that if you share your emotions your pain it minimizes decreases i don't know what's the word but that doesn't really work every time so yeah i mean independence uh is just yeah independence <laughs> so the fourth one would be comfort well as an individual we like to rely on ourselves and we like to be in control of the emotional exposure that we're getting as in we find comfort in ourselves you know with someone who's been hurt multiple times, I would rather come to my room and just sit by myself in my room because this is my comfort, this is my comfortable space. The second one being limited relationships. Building wall can restrict the depth of intimacy 
of a relationship, making it challenging to form meaningful connections, especially with your friends and partners. I think with friends, it's always really, why are you so different? Or why do you not talk to me? Why do you not put efforts? But at the same time, it's really hard for you to put efforts in because you just you're not used to putting in efforts because you don't have to do things for anybody you are so used to being by yourself doing things for yourself you have really hard time putting efforts to moving on towards the cons there are honestly a lot of cons to these um walls the wall let's call it the wall i think i should name my podcast the first episode as the wall <laughs> anyways the first con would be isolation this is honestly a really significant drawback to these because they can really lead to the sense of loneliness and hindrance you know a hindrance sorry english <laughs> anyways yeah sense of loneliness is major because you're not letting anybody in you're not letting anybody out whoa that sounds scary anyways i mean you're not letting anybody in honestly with emotions you have built up this emotion for yourself and maybe it's just you and your journal against the world at this point anyways so yeah i mean you also start feeling like a burden because you are used to being independent relying on yourself and if you start opening up to people you start feeling like a burden i mean you are not used to people listening to you or giving you advices that is another thing advices you don't like taking advices because to you it feels like oh i've already tried all this stuff it doesn't work this is bullshit you know i mean or i already know this tell me something new i, I don't want to hear the same thing that i already know tell me something that i can actually do and what would work Okay, so the third one would be stagnation. Emotional walls might hinder personal growth and self-discovery as they discourage openness to new experiences and perspectives. Honestly, coming from a really, really, really deep end of my heart, I really relate to this because I usually give up to new experiences because of my introvertness or... I mean, I'm not really an introvert, but at the same time, some days, I'm just really, it, it just gets really bad. I don't want to get out, don't want to look at people, don't want to talk, don't want to eat. Because if I go to eat, I'll have to look at people and have to have a conversation. I mean, we just smile. And this is why I don't really like to go out either. So yeah, I mean, it really discourages people to, this this wall really, really hinders with this, with this idea. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, so the fourth one would be misunderstanding. Oh my god, I cannot misunderstanding. But well, let's just let's just continue with the regular podcast. Wait, why am I being so informal? Anyways, fourth one is misunderstanding. The protective nature of the wall may lead to misunderstanding as others might perceive the individual as distant or unapproachable. This has happened to me multiple 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 times. Especially when it came to my friends, every time I mean I'm I'm a really awkward person. If you stop talking to me, I will I will not talk back. I will never come back to you and talk to you like yo, what's up? Why are you not talking to me? Never do that. I never do that. I just accept my fate. I'm like okay, 
this person doesn't want to talk to me so I might not talk to them either or just meet somebody randomly outside who you've spoken to one or, once or twice I don't ever smile first or say hi first because I'm really awkward and that might lead to people thinking that she is a RBF which is um <laughs> for those who don't know what RBF is it's basically resting bitch face so yeah a lot of people would consider me as a bitch or a rude person well in gen well in conclusion I'm just a pussy whoa I mean I hope kids are not listening to this I mean why would kids even listen to this but if you're a kid and you're listening to this mm, deafen yourself whoa I mean I mean I meant like shut your ears so the point is finding a balance between protecting oneself and fostering meaningful connection is essential while the walls might offer you temporary relief break from all the um, chaos that is outside your door but it doesn't really give you the space to grow you know grow in different platforms not just socially but emotionally as well if you shut yourself in a closed room you actually don't have the experiences to grow and you need to really face get out there get hurt to actually grow which is really important and this is not just me telling this to you but it's actually me telling this to myself because I go through this as well I go through the same problems that you're going through and together we really need to make a difference for ourselves make a space for ourselves make a statement out there in the world make a place for ourselves coming towards the conclusion on how to actually get through this from someone who is actually really figuring out things as well I have really little to tell you and probably whatever I tell you is something that you've already heard before but it's actually the truth and that's actually the only way to get out of this nobody can really push you out of your room like you know like your mom can't she they really can't break through the doors and pull your ear beat you up and be like what the fuck are you in get out so yeah um nobody can be your mom your mom is the best and your mom is the only one and only one whoa <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> anyways um so breaking down these emotional walls require thoughtful self-reflection and an understanding of the past experiences and a gradual willingness to embrace vulnerability. It's a process that involves recognizing the value of genuine connections and the potential for personal growth that comes from dismantling these barriers. Honestly, these are just words. In short, you just really have to get out there and let yourself get fucked. No joke. This is the only way. Oops, my recorder just stopped recording right there. Okay, so getting back to the conclusion part. Um, so yeah, finding the right balance between self-protection and openness can really, really, really help you get through and make more meaningful relationships. And you need to learn that your past mistakes are not going to follow your people who have hurt you in the past. Not everyone's going to be the same. And you really have to push yourself to open yourself. Now, coming from someone who has actually tried this, this doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. 
Well, I guess eventually it might. So don't lose hope and keep doing it. So as we've come to the end of this podcast, I have a few poems that I actually uh, read here and there that I have for you guys. Um, I will be reciting them here. So let's go. The first one is by Robert Frost. The poem is called The Road Not Taken. Here's a paragraph. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one that's traveled by, and that has made all the difference. In this poem, the poet reflects on the significance of choosing a less conventional path, embracing change and the unknown, and how that choice shapes the one, shapes one's course of life. <laughs> this is my first time, okay? Chill. Anyways. The next, this next poem, honestly, I really liked it. This is by Nikita Gill. The poem is called People Aren't Homes. I read this on Pinterest. Honestly, really beautiful. Child, why did no one ever teach you that you cannot turn people into homes? People are rivers, ever-changing, ever-flowing. They will disappear with everything you put inside them. Still, your home does have a heartbeat but it isn't one locked in anyone else's chest. Just look at your own. I love this poem, it's so beautiful. With this, we've come to the end of this episode. I'm so glad you stayed till the end to listen. Honestly, if you have reached here, I love you and I really respect that you actually sat through this whole cringe session. Session? Fuck. Anyways, this is your host Tanya and I will see you again in my next podcast. Welcome to Tea with Tea. Thank you. Have a great day. Or night. Or both. Just have a great life, dude. I mean, not just dude, whoa. Oh, you know what? I'm. <laughs> Thank you.